listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Wow, I really sang that one. Yeah, yes, Liz. Oh my! <laughs> some kind of theater kid vocal exercise here. Oh my what? god! There is a woman at my work who is such a fucking former theater kid. In that, <sighs> she can't do anything quiet. She has to talk all the goddamn time, and it's about nothing. It's like one of those theater kid games where you can't have any silence. I'm gonna strangle her. No. And I feel like I get to harsh on theater kids, not as a bully, but as a former theater kid who mm-hmm. thought that their every single thought and utterance was golden. And it's like there's many groups in this world where, <laughs> like, I'll go on the record, nurses, you're one of these groups. Up to five nurses in a room I will get along with. And then when you hit this tipping point, one will come in with a chip on their shoulder and it will activate all the other nurses bitching. And theater kids are like that. Like two to six is the correct number of theater kids. Six might even be pushing it. Beyond that, it's all like, I'm going to steal the spotlight. And... Uh, <laughs> they're like like pirates of the caribbean they have pieces of eight and if you keep all eight of them yes. separate or you get up to seven <laughs> you're okay but that last one just <laughs> last one it's just fucking that's pirates that's what gets you <laughs> that's what gets you you're all ghost pirates and then the whole series tanks yo ho yo ho mike <laughs> Liz, well, ghost pirates were good. It was the end when everybody was a pirate that was the problem. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone was a pirate. There was no mm-hmm. one that was normal. There were no townspersons anymore because everybody wanted to be. Yeah, like Peter Pan needed his lost boys. Some of you had to be normal. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a Washington horror story for you today. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. A horror story? Yes, a horror story slash unresolved mystery slash I don't really know. We'll talk about what categories this might fall into. Hang on. Let me go turn on every light in the house. (laughs) Do you really need me to hang on? No, I'll power through it, I guess. I'm brave. Okay. Okay. You are are very brave. You're strong. (laughs) So this story happens in 2007. In Fircrest, Washington. Yeah. Do you know where Fircrest is? It's like near Tacoma, apparently. I'll tell you where the Fircrest is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're you're done for the rest of the episode. That was my one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in 2007, there's a family living in Fircrest, Washington. Okay. They have a 16-year-old daughter named Courtney. The family's named the Kuykendalls. K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Okay. And it all starts when Courtney starts getting texts from her friends saying, why did you just text me gay? And that's it. (laughs) What was that about? And she's like, I didn't text you gay. That's weird. (laughs) Courtney's you and me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) LOL. LOL. (laughs) Whatever, ho. So that was kind of a very, very... Subtle beginning to the nightmare. The phone starts doing this more and more, messaging her friends without her doing anything. Okay. After the texts, then she starts getting phone calls from a number that is restricted. Okay. Sometimes in a scratchy, deep voice, 
sometimes in a computer generated, like, you know, when you when you text a number that's a landline or something and it reads it out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at first they're like, oh, okay, like it's glitching out. Who knows what's happening? Mm -hmm. No big deal. Stuff starts to get creepier because they're getting these phone calls that turn threatening. The friends are or Courtney's phone is now? Courtney's phone. (gasps) No. And so is her family. They're getting calls from Restricted that are saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rape you. I'm going to kill your pets. It's all over. Like, really, really scary stuff that I did not play a clip of. Oh, thank you. That's my promise to you. You don't need that. You might be trying to fall asleep listening to this for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need that in your life. You don't. Follow this up with some ASMR or something, Liz. Yeah. (laughs) Chill out. So they started getting these calls every damn day. (sighs) And it was a mix from restricted saying, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. Yeah. And then also, like, I like your yellow shirt. (gasps) No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Or they installed a new security code box, and they got a call minutes later that said, I know the code. God, no. This is terrifying. They would leave voicemails. They would talk about what the family was eating or when the adults would leave the house or when the kids went to baseball games. Oh, my God. There's even at one point the the voice calls and says, I'm warning you, don't send the kids to school because if you do, you ha- you'll say goodbye. There, oh. of course, after not too much of this, they go, holy crap, we've got like a terrifying stalker. We Absolutely. need to do something yeah. about this. So they go to the police. Good. The police get the information and look at the phone records. Whose phone do you guess these messages are coming from? Oh, no. Are they coming, coming from Courtney's? They're coming from Courtney's phone. Even when she wasn't using it. Even no. when it was turned off. Yeah. No. Oh, so, so it, at first I was like, okay, it's one of those like early number spoof kind of things. Yeah. Like, like that's happening. But if the, the police are getting records and it's coming from her mm-hmm. phone, I'm going to pee myself. That's so gross. Yes, it is. It's going to get worse. Oh, no. Because they then get a recording sent to them from Restricted, which includes a clip of their conversation with the police. Are you fucking serious? What the shit? Yeah. So they are trying various things. They are, (laughs) you know, getting new phones. They are switching carriers. Mm -hmm. They are changing their numbers. None of this is working. And it starts to spread. So a lot of the reporting on this will say it affected three families. It affected the Kuykendalls, the Prices, and the McKays. Well, actually, it affected Courtney's family, and then the prices are like her aunt, okay, uh, who lived in the neighborhood, and the McKays lived across the street. Okay, so it's not like totally three unrelated families; it's uh, relatives of the first family and neighbors of the first family. Yeah. So Andrea McKay got one of the more alarming ones. She said she got like a thousand dollars worth of messages one month because oh this is in 2007, right? So right. data rates may apply. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can you hear me now? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, it's great. This is like exactly as the iPhone was coming out. Yeah. So like that ends up in a lot of these articles. Oh, but so okay. Andrea McKay, one of the adults, is slicing limes in the kitchen and gets a message on her phone that says, I prefer lemons. Yeah. Are you barfing? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also (laughs) text back like, fucking come here and munch me, bitch. Like, what the fuck? I'm so tired of this. I would be so terrified that I think you'd reach that tipping point where it's like, (laughs) I don't want to deal with the tension anymore. Just kill me and get it over with. Just do it. Oh, Taking too long. Oh, it's Fast taking forward. too long. Yeah. Get to get to the, the, the business. So Taylor and Courtney are these two teenage girls. Okay. They and their parents are affected by this. Okay. And some of Courtney's family is affected. She said, so she and Taylor sit down to explain the threats to a principal at Gig Harbor High School. Okay. Because they're trying to explain, like, we have the security issue going on. A Gig Harbor police officer sits in on the conversation. Both Taylor and Andrea have their phones switched off and are on a table. While they're talking, Taylor's phone turns on and sends a text message to Andrea's phone. You gotta be kidding me. Well, we'll grain of salt all this after the fact, but we always like to sort of pitch it as it got pitched to us, right? Yeah, for sure. the same thing is happening to the prices. So, like, the prices, there's Darcy and there's Richard. Richard is a military officer who works at McCord Air Force Base. Okay. And he actually got a message on base that said, McCord needs us. And other friends got... Oh, my God. Okay, this one gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. It, it really, really rustles my jimmies. It rustles your jimmies. Activates uh, your almonds. Gives me the jibblies. <laughs> <sighs> so, Marie, the one m- of Courtney's friends, okay. is never listed in this, like, three families. She's just, like, another teenage girl who's part of this. So, she was trying to ignore her phone because she was sick of all this restricted stuff. Yeah. And late one night... She hears the phone make a strange noise because it's not making her ringtone anymore. Her ringtone has changed to a guttural voice saying, answer your phone. <laughs> yeah, poop my entire self. I so pooped uh, myself. Burn the house down. <laughs> my stomach fell out my butt. <laughs> oh no, again, the first time since Princess of Pike Place S- Market. Since I've made Devil's butt fall out her butt. I made it fall out my butt, Liz. <laughs> oh no so there is a mix of juvenile stuff that people are hearing there's threatening stuff mm-hmm. there the police are saying dumbfounded which cracks me up because i'm like what are police just giving up now and saying yes we're dumbfounded i thought that was something that like newspapers put on them <laughs> it said they were dumbfounded yeah, I guess technically they said we're almost dumbfounded. <laughs> like, no, you seem pretty dumbfounded. <laughs> to, to be so, fair, I'm dumbfounded. Yes. So there's this guy, Furcrest Police Chief. He worked with the Tacoma Police, worked with Pierce County Sheriff's Department. Okay. Contacted Homeland Security, and eventually the FBI actually gets involved. Oh, thank God. Here's where it's very frustrating for me, because there's not a lot of follow-up. Most stories about this blew up right then 
as it was happening. And Heather and Courtney and some of the other people did their, like, going on Tyra shtick Uh and explain the situation. And then I found a couple resources that said it stopped. But I never found, like, an actual follow-up article that has them talking about it stopping. What seems to have happened is right around the time the FBI got involved, the harassment stopped. So. Okay. So that could mean a couple things, right? Right. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. What what are you thinking? Cuz like this is basically the gist of the story. There may be some other chunks of it that I'm not remembering, but oh, oh that was another thing is sometimes they would um they would cover the cameras on their phones with tape. Yeah. and stuff like that so that the cameras couldn't see them. Yeah. But remember this is like these are like Nokia's or something. The right. iPhone has just come out. Right. So I have a couple thoughts. My first one is yeah. that Toward the end of it, I bet they really wish that they would go back to just getting messages that said gay. Yes. Which would be like the only time I wanted that kind of message oh, that fuck, wasn't I from you. One one other part. A crucial is that thing. Sometime during this harassment, somebody banged on the Kuykendall's house and ran away. Okay, so could be related, could be unrelated, but there's yeah. now an incident that's in like I hate this word, but it's in meat space. It's not just on the phones. I know. What a terrible word. That's okay. I sometimes have to deal with bio folks talking about how the work I do is in silico. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really cute way to say I analyze stuff on the computer. On the computer. I had to tell somebody today on an email, let's take this conversation offline. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself a little bit. I super hate myself a little bit. So my first thought... I don't even know if it's my first thought. I've got two kind of concurrent thoughts, which aren't really helping me. Tied for number one. Tied for number one. They're not helping me make any headway because what I'm dealing with now as an iPhone user who's married to a man who has a Samsung phone is I am the one that get 4,000 spam email calls a day and they're all from like one off of my number spoof. Oh yeah, numbers. I get those, the spoofed numbers. Yeah, so that's frustrating and it makes me mad and feel old because I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. How the fuck do you do that? And <laughs> I so- occasionally <laughs> talk to people who have gotten their numbers spoofed into mine and then they'll call me and be like, why did you call me? And I'm like, fun fact, I didn't. Guess what? Wasn't me. Yeah. Try also, explaining you that didn't one. Win a cruise. <laughs> My- and they don't need to talk to you about your credit card. They what don't. credit card? Uh, you tell us. Yeah. Which which one of the many that you, we hope you have and will tell us about? I keep getting the phone calls that are like, "Thanks for being a loyal co- uh, Costco customer," and I'm like, "I'm I'm not one." Nope. Our records indicate, nope. Yeah. Marriott Rewards would like to offer yeah. you. And I'm like, Marriott Rewards, what the fuck? What? The- no. Mary, do better with your life. Mary. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, this is the, the relevant part with my iPhone and Jason's Samsung, is that someone is listening to his conversations no matter what phone he's using when he was using his iPhone and now his Samsung. He and I what will- What do you mean? Uh- I, he and I will talk about stuff with our phones in the room, but not on and not not searching the web or anything. And then he'll go online and that's a top hit for mm-hmm. those. That's the advertisement that he's seeing, you know, and yeah. 
I know that folks have posted this on like creepypasta websites before and folks are like, well, yeah, you're just now like priming yourself to see it, A, and or B, it's something that you've searched before and that's why you're talking about it. And then when you see it again, it just you forget that you've searched before. But I mean, we'll, we'll talk about bullshit like a trailer hitch for a boat. You know, yeah. Talking about something so that somebody else there's has. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing in your demographic data profile that would say trailer hitch for a boat. Yeah, exactly. But we talk about it because a friend's dad was talking about it, and then all of a sudden it pops up on mm-hmm. his phone. So now my thought is like, oh, okay, so this is somebody. I know you said it's it's 2007. And they're using, yeah. like, Nokia phones. They're not using iPhones necessarily. But, but they're still camera phones. Like, they can still record yeah. video. Yeah. So I don't know how much data you can mine. It sounds like all of the... It sounds like whatever data the perpetrator... That sounds like a stupid word. Whoever's mm. calling them is only feeding them information that they would get while the families are near their phones. Which makes me think that the phone monitoring is somehow tied in. Yeah, and in fact, most of the stories about this fixate on the phones, right? And they say they're being harassed through their cell phones. They're being stalked through their cell phones. I think I've been convinced by some people who have theorized online that the cell phones are not the whole story. Okay. Because, like... For me right now, if I turned on my cell phone camera, it wouldn't see me, mm-hmm. right? Most of the time as you go about your life, your phone is not set up to actually see you yeah. and what you're doing unless you're, like, actively using it. Yeah. So the idea that, like, what what specific situation was Andrea doing with her phone that this person could see her chopping, chopping lines, lines okay. versus, like, looking through the fucking window? Right. You know? Right. So... I subscribe to the theory that there may have been a phone component, but probably whatever was happening also had a physical component, whether it was a conspirator, like somebody on the inside, because of course that's what they investigated. Like, of course, everybody's first reaction is it's the 16-year-old girl. It's the girl, yeah. She's doing this for attention. It's, you know, the the stuff is coming from her phone. We only have her (laughs) word for a lot of this. The Salem witch trials all over again. It fucking is, though. Like, first it happens to her, and then it happens to her friend, and all of a sudden Mary's like, I saw Goody Warren with the devil. And you're like, oh, shit, it's on. I read a lot of resources for this, and they all basically came out around the same time, Okay, which made it frustrating because a lot of them are just ripping each other off. And like I said, basically no follow-up. I think a lot of the individuals involved in this still live in the area. Okay. But, of course, I would never advocate pestering them, leave people alone. Whatever happened, it's, like, well in their past at this point. Yeah. But... They don't seem to have ever, like, nobody ever came out and said, yes, it was me. The big debate that a lot of people have is, should this be technically possible? In 2007, Mm -hmm. given the technology that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. should that be possible 
And if so, for whom? So I am not technical enough to understand some of the more intense arguments that people got into. Okay. Some people were saying, yeah, it should be pretty easy to do, especially if, and man, this is going to take you straight back to 2007, Heather was a MySpace user. And they're like, if she clicks on one crappy link every time she logs back into her MySpace profile from her new phone with her new carrier and her new number, she's going to download the same Trojan yeah that's gonna give people the same access to her phone yeah so that's what some people argue others are like no this is not as easy to pull off as you're making it sound you know phones are set up to prevent other stuff that incidentally is going to prevent this happening basically all the safeguards that they have in them to keep you from using them for free are also going to keep you from sending text messages from them when they're not on Mm -hmm. and stuff like that So that's another school of thought. One person brought up an interesting theory, which is, you know who has been controlling people's cell phones behind the scenes and without their knowledge since like the 90s is the government. Yeah. And I know I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist extremist there, but for instance, in the war on terror, uh, that was a thing that we used in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like... They, there's at least one person who, in Al-Qaeda, who it is thought that they targeted him from a drone by turning his phone on remotely. Like, the Mm. FBI do that for organized crime. Okay. Business folks should always, like, if they're talking about sensitive stuff, take the batteries out of their phones or just leave them completely out of the room. Yeah. Like, somebody used the analogy of, like, in politics, right? You're supposed to think that every mic is a hot mic. Totally. Because you never know when somebody's going to flip a switch and all of a sudden you're on the record saying stuff you didn't think you were on the record saying. That's right, Nixon. (laughs) So, should everybody treat their microphone in their phone like a hot mic at all times. I'm not sure about that. So anyway, there was a pretty good solid piece in, I want to say computer world or something, where he really broke down everything. And he said, let's let's separate these things out. Is it possible to listen to people through a phone's microphone, even though the phone seems like it's off. Absolutely. Especially if you're like infecting your phones or especially if somebody has physical access to the phone. Okay. That's an important component. So he's the one who pointed out technically the same thing could apply to a phone's camera, but cameras are almost never pointed straight at people by accident. Mm-hmm. Especially in those days when there's no FaceTime or anything, right? Yeah. Like, unlikely. Why is the camera pointed there? Yeah. Turning on the phone when it's off, that's more advanced technology. Ringtones changing, he says, probably not without physical access to the phone. A lot of the stuff that he talks about, he says, it's theoretically possible if you have access to the phone. Mm, physical access and, to the phone. Yeah. Not physical the data. access okay. to the phone. Yeah. So he said basically there's four possibilities here. One is that Courtney's in on the hoax. Okay. The second is that somebody is stealing her phone and using it when she's not there. The third is that her phone's been cloned, right? That mm-hmm. there's like another phone out there with all that information or that it's her number is being spoofed. Okay. 
and I'm not totally clear on the distinction between cloning and spoofing, but yeah. I think there's a, a commonality there. Here's my new theory <sighs> okay, that I came up theory. with on the fly, which is that this technology was being tested by, I don't know, pick one, Amazon, Google, Skynet, the government, mm. pick one, because I'm going to be... What about McCord Air Force Base? It's being tested by McCord Air Force. I don't know why I thought you were going to say McDonald's. <laughs> they love to see you smile. I don't even know if that's their motto anymore. Right. Have you had your phone jailbreak today? I don't know. <laughs> that was good. Hey, that was my spooky voice. But so my thought is that it is a, uh, it's, like I said, if I was going to be too super conspiracy theorist about it, I would say it was a company that had a vested interest in uh, being the velociraptors in Jurassic Park and testing mm-hmm. different phone technologies' weaknesses, just picking random shit. And like, who the, presumably they would either be able to get away with it because it was being ordered by someone who could get away with committing consumer crimes, or mm-hmm. they just assumed that they would be able to. So, like, the FBI is not in on it, but if the FBI had figured it out, it would have been the CIA was doing it, you know, so, like, no fucking big deal that it was the CIA that was trying to figure out how hackable are modern phones. Yeah. One explanation or one theory that I read online is that this actually, the McCord Air Force Base proximity and the fact that one of the people targeted worked there was not a coincidence, but that possibly there's somebody in the neighborhood who got access to some technology that was being tested out. Maybe even, like, maybe it was a young man who worked there, or maybe it was, like, somebody's kid mm-hmm. who the parents brought something home that they shouldn't have. Yeah. And, I mean, Bluetooth was just becoming a thing. A lot of people weren't oh, very yeah. savvy about, like, accepting connection requests for that. Yeah. So maybe it's some neighborhood kid who's basically, like, farting around the way that we used to when our CB radios would connect with a, <laughs> like a, what are those called? Cordless phones. A cord- so yeah, totally. come up with it. Uh, yeah. A baby monitor, Just, the construction yeah. workers, walkie-talkie. I mean, we connected yeah. with all kinds of bullshit. Right. Maybe, I think the, the thing that you have to work through is kind of what is the motive behind this. Mm-hmm. So is it somebody trying to get attention for themselves, whether that's somebody inside the family or out? Is it somebody trying to get revenge by scaring somebody? Mm-hmm. Or is it somebody who just figured out they could do something dumb and got carried away yeah. and they couldn't think of anything better than to pretend to be the ghost face from Scream? Yeah. But- this is such a teenager thing. Dude, mm-hmm. and two seven was fucking boring as fuck. Two thousand seven, <laughs> not two seven. Two thousand seven was so How boring. Old are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Two thousand seven was boring. What was happening? Oh, I was getting a divorce in two thousand seven. That was a bummer year for you, man. Fuck. Maybe I wasn't getting. Mm-hmm. When was it? Two thousand ten. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Something was happening. In, okay. Yeah. Right. Two thousand seven. I think you were finishing your BFA. Oh, God, this is a terrible episode to have any of the normal audio glitches that we have. Uh, <laughs> as you you were didn't talking, hear any it, of that. I did, but, like, at one point your voice went and made this scary thing, and I almost ran away. Liz! No, no. We said we're not going to do that to them. <sighs> so <laughs> I'm not doing it to them. I'm doing it to you. Uh, <laughs> I, T- tell them that time that happened after you saw the ring. After your sister saw the ring, that time that your sister saw the ring, the movie, and you called her from your cell phone and you said seven days and then your battery died. So it hung up the call 
on your I poor don't sister. This at all. Yep. Ask Madeline. You hung the phone disconnected because the phone died, and then you felt really guilty because you weren't able to call her and just be like, "Haha, I was just fucking with you." Because your phone died. Oh, shit. That sounds like a thing I would do, but I have no memory of that. Thank God you're here. You told me that when we were in a Conoco parking lot, the Tesoro there on 17th and Freya. You've had many experiences in that parking lot. That's where you met a leprechaun, right? (laughs) That's right. I've forgotten about that, man. You forgot when you met a leprechaun? I forgot when I met a leprechaun. I remember the guy that was, get out of my store. What the? Okay, tell that story. I just remember that I had to go in and buy chips for a party. And I think it was my first instance dealing with a man that was on drugs in any sort of way, but he was, he was fucking with me, but I don't think he was fucking with me, but he just said, he kept telling me, you're in my store. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but he I just, am, but I'm ready to not be. But I'm really ready to not be. And he was like, get out of my store. <laughs> and I went, all right, I'm just going to buy these chips and then I'll go though, okay? And he was like, yeah, you can buy the chips and then get out of my store. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it was so hilarious in retelling at the time. But it was, I don't know why that stuck with me. Couldn't tell you what the preamble of the Constitution is, but I remember that, dude. Amazing. I forgot the leprechaun though, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful things. an extra freak magnet in high school, I think. I've definitely pulled in that radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've managed to be, yeah, I was definitely a freak magnet for a while and have managed to put up that, like, that white light shield, you know, only mm-hmm. let the good energy in. Oh, I just no. use resting bitch face. <sighs> I don't have that. accomplishes the same thing. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Wish I, I had Sometimes it. I fail at it, too, because I remember walking in Riverfront Park with you one time, and somebody handed me, like, a, a flyer for a sushi restaurant or something, and I started to, like, explain how I felt about sushi and eating <laughs> fish and everything, and you're like, Liz, just keep walking. <laughs> just, just go, what are you doing? I, I, like, made too much of a connection with the eye contact or something. I'm not really sure what happened there. <laughs> Since when am Normally I just go, no. <laughs> no. Don't want it. Since when am I the one with the good ideas, the good street sense? Oh, I'm Swapped. glad we traded off. Yeah, Shit, but dude. here's here's the approach that people need to take. Okay, so like try to sell me something and just keep trying. You know what you really want is this pair of no. shoes. It's a great pair of shoes. It'll no. they'll make you super, super tall. You absolutely <laughs> And then you just keep walking until they can't see or hear you anymore. (laughs) Which is the total opposite of how I've trained you, which is whenever it doesn't matter what it is. Whenever I hand Liz something, she just goes, thank you. And then puts it over to the side. (laughs) That's just, that's parenting. That is the parenting thing. And because like I have said that to dirty Kleenexes. Uh, and that's the same thing like i'm specifically i've been requested by lydia not to say no thank you when she does stuff because that's like i don't know how it mimetically spread but everybody who works with kids in this town does it when somebody's like you know winding up to huck a snowball you go no thank you (laughs) no thank you (laughs) no thank you (laughs) 
<laughs> and we all do it reflexively at this point. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my god. Yeah. I did have a, a crowning moment though, one when it was it was just like fucking Terminator reflexes or something. <laughs> I don't even know. I felt like a superhero. That I was like at the crisis nursery, totally engaged with a, what a kid was doing. Another kid is toddling up behind me with their arm outstretched trying to hand me something. And some guardian angel slash survival instinct tells me and so instead of just sticking my hand out to accept this i grab the kid's wrist turn and look and they have a huge clump of toilet paper (gasps) that they've dipped in a used toilet bowl and brought to me for a present oh i'm gonna be sick one time in my life instead of just letting them hand Mm -hmm. me you know the Cheerios that have been in their mouth and going, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just was like, Shunk, not today. Not today. <laughs> not today, toddler. <laughs> uh, that's mom reflexes, oh, apparently. Wonderful. Dad reflexes when they're toppling off the couch. Yeah, and they or snatch him. Or whatever. Just right the back from the Mom reflexes is like, let's stop before we have a biohazard cleanup situation <laughs> here. Because you're the one that has Fuck. to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. So I lean with this story toward me. Someone. Oh, it was Devin all along. No, not that. You you believe in me and me saying that it's, you know, Skynet or whatever, testing the perimeters. It could be. I do think that someone in the family was involved. Okay. Because Skynet only kind of explains like knowing what's going on with the security code like yeah, maybe yeah. they talked about it around a phone and maybe they didn't i don't know yeah i don't know i think part of what bugs me and you can't always you can't always work backward from how people react to very strange situations mm-hmm. i don't think they go far enough like at that point wouldn't you get a fucking landline or at least some security oh, yeah. cameras outside your house if people are banging on your yeah. house yeah like there was some stuff that i found where heather was talking about like getting pulled out of school early and being very afraid and like this kind of stuff is of course very alarming mm-hmm. but i'm like they they have a strange reluctance to let go of the phones and i think that might have been what drove some of people's interest in this is that it gave first of all it gave uh security experts a great platform from which to pontificate about blah 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 you know i will keep you safe by doing this that and the other thing i'm fantastic i'm the best security expert ever but it also gave people plenty of room to talk about like oh my god just put the phone down (laughs) in my day (laughs) blah 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 Although my favorite theory that I came across, because a lot of this, for all that it's only 11 years ago, is like hella gone from the internet already. Totally. It's frustrating. But my favorite was from SciVillage.com, where they're discussing this in 2017. And somebody basically just copies and pastes one of the many, like, you know, 10 weirdest crimes involving phones or whatever. So post number one in the thread is explaining the story. Post number two is somebody describing a technical detail. And post number three is saying, 
I suppose one shouldn't underestimate the computer savvy of the spirit world. <sighs> it's not like hacking belongs entirely in the realm of the living. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Please, it was me. It was me. Because when I die and I'm a ghost, you'll know that it's me haunting you because your phone going to blow up at 11 p.m. and it's just going to say, gay. Gay. What a po bag. <laughs> A hundred percent me. Seriously, you can't discount the spirit world being responsible. Yeah, and I don't know anything about Psy Village, if that's like the default explanation for everything. And so for them, they're just like, I mean, of course, you can't rule that out. Of course you can't. Can't you, though? Can we? Can we just say it goes without saying so we don't have to say it? Yeah. Yeah, but then it just spins off into a discussion about, like, one time a bird stayed really still near me. (laughs) (laughs) This this whole episode, not our recording episode, but this whole incident really does, now that you point it out, sound like one giant cautionary tale letter Mm -hmm. to the editor writing asshole's wet dream. Where they can then pontificate ad nauseum about the dangers of cell phone usage and how we're all too connected, but disconnected from the people who really matter. Cell phones are a tool of idle hands, and we all know who those belong to. Yeah, and especially the fact that, like, Heather is a pretty blonde teenager, Right. And I think that adds a different dimension than Mm -hmm. if it was, let's say, like some 20 something college guys. Totally. It's like, oh, she's a teenager. She's blonde. Naturally, she's shallow. Naturally, she's social media obsessed. Yeah. So she keeps opening MySpace and getting this virus. Naturally, she wants attention. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it reminded me of The Crucible, and it reminded me of a lot of poltergeist stories. Yeah. Where people attribute this stuff to the energy or the presence or the chaos or the need for attention of an adolescent girl. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, it's carry, but with phones. Yes, because so many of the incidents, you can tell, like, one person who this was happening to gave an interview one time and everybody re-aggregated it forever. So, for instance, the thing of we were sitting talking to a police officer and and one phone turned itself on and texted the other one. You're like, okay, well, I have your word for that. Right. Did the you said a police officer was there. Yeah. And presumably we're meant to infer from that that you couldn't have done anything funny. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the era, too, when, like, phones would seem to be off and then turn themselves on when it was time for an alarm to go off. Yeah. 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 So I think the least likely thing for me is that somebody developed a a feeling of pure malice toward these people and decided to enact revenge this way. Mm-hmm. I get the vibe that whatever happened, it worked backward from the technology. <laughs> Something <laughs> just tells me that. <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's like way faster ways of being an asshole to oh somebody. Oh my God, right? <laughs> right? Whatever happened to like a flaming bag of dog shit? Whatever yeah. happened to the, the good old egging or TPing the house? Or steal their newspaper. That always pisses my sims right off. <laughs> oh my god. They'll murder a bitch over that. 
<laughs> Sims caught on to us, man. In in Sims 4, you don't have to have a ladder in the pool for them to get out. They can haul oh, themselves damn. out like a beaching whale. Well, fuck I can't, that franchise. I can't kill them that way anymore. Listen, the whole point of Sims is to have serial killers or giant polygamous dynasties. Y- like it, you, you found the best cheat codes, man. You were able to make oh, that yeah. whole Tudor house, and Henry could fuck anyone. And, <laughs> I know they would get mad, and did. <laughs> no, the best part is when Princess Elizabeth got taken away because Henry was playing too long in the snow, and she got cold, and CPS came, <gasps> and then Mary adopted her, so she got to live with uh, Mary Tudor, and I think she's married to Doctor Orpheus from Venture. <laughs> Those were the fucking days. <laughs> the halcyon days of Sims, my friend. Yeah, well, it was so great because we oh. could go into each other's neighborhoods and like add people so and just good. hang out and play together. I love uh, that you'd leave your computer on and that logged in and I could go just populate your neighborhood with someone. That was great because you just wanted to make houses. That's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. I, I've been lamenting this to Matt and I've also been talking to other folks about it that like, I feel like I want gentler games to come back, Mm -hmm. or at least games where I can fill in more of my story of what's happening. Because, like, with Sims, you have some structure, but you can set your own goals, right? Of, like, I want this Sim to be the best at this career. I want them to have the biggest house or the most money or the most lovers or whatever it is. Like, you get to decide that and kind of play it versus, like oh, I'm this person and I have four options that'll decide whether I'm becoming more or yeah. less evil yeah. or or shaping my personality. I'm like, no, let me fill that in. Yeah. The greatest computer is behind my eyes. But, you oh, know, God. like, the old games like Sim Life or Sim Earth or Sim Ant, like, Sim Ant wasn't like, let us explain this premise to you and here's how your aunt feels about shit. They were just like, you're an ant, go. <laughs> That sounds like Don't a- get at by the spider. <laughs> by the spider gonna it ya. Don't get sucked up into the lawnmower. <laughs> lawnmower gonna it ya. Yeah, and so you just like we're trundling along from there. Just like Oregon Trail. Like Oregon Trail doesn't ask you any questions about what your relationship is to the four poor unfortunates <laughs> that are gonna die as you trundle along. That's up to you. <laughs> you're right. You <laughs> totally neutral. You're not you're not yeah. judged by this game. You're neither good nor bad. You just have yeah. a whole lot of salt pork or yeah. an extra axle. Right. You you can make some calls about like how hard you want to ride those guys and if you care if they die from exertion. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that is something I enjoy about New World of Warcraft because I can just focus on being a Pokemon master but an elf. Nice. I don't have to worry about shooting guys or getting parts from a mining operation where I also have to shoot guys. I just go around collecting moths and rats and shit and battling them nice. against other moths and rats. Yes. Okay. There needs to be more like that. Yeah. More like that. And I'm sure people are going to message me a million games and you have to understand I don't have a computer except for work. <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm not going to play any of them. Jeez, guys, thanks. Some of these I might learn. I'm very into Caesar 2 again, because I learned how to play it in 1995. Uh, I do know folks who cover up their cameras on their phones or on their laptops. I think I'm gonna. Yeah. It freaks me out. It freaks me out how often I pick up my phone and the camera is on, and I 
realize that this is the product of having an old phone, that the sensitivity Mm -hmm. is all over the place, and also that I toss it in my bag where the buttons get mashed by many things. Mm -hmm. But it just makes me go, what if something's watching? And then my little laptop, it's just looking. That's the thing. If the bad guys are looking through my webcam right now, they're getting like four chins. (laughs) I'm not wearing makeup. You know, I'm braless in this sweatshirt. Like, this is not me at my best. So I want to control when and how I'm spied on. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm also like, I have yet to see the technology that can consistently have, like, a Zoom conversation that lasts for an hour between four people without at least somebody getting (laughs) fucked up. So... (laughs) You and I can't consistently record a half an hour episode without something getting fucked up. Yeah, I'm just saying if they have this technology, man, they're they're really sitting on yeah, it. They they're, are. Not, they're not selling oh, it, yeah. that's for sure. It's like the people sitting on the cure for cancer, Liz. They're keeping yeah. it because you make more money with the the remedial, not remedies, but the, uh, you know, the stopgaps. the word for treatments? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> My sure freak. fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Snatched it right out of my head. okay all right i will wrap it up i mean the options here really are hoax that at least one family member was probably in on okay somebody fucking with them technology being tested yep or i guess a ghost a hacking ghost (laughs) ghost hacker ghost hacker it's coming this fall to cbs (laughs) ghost in the machine Ooh, wait that's used it's going to be so good. It's going to be a great thing. It's going to be a fantastic <laughs> show. It's going to run for 10 seasons. At least. The only thing. Ripped he- from the headlines plots. <laughs> He'll solve every crime by just listening to people with their phones. This fall, one man. <laughs> I will get us out of here. I, I don't want to tell people to go on the computer at all now. You shouldn't. <laughs> go to our MySpace page. <laughs> You can see who are our top eight friends. Man. All right. On iTunes and Podbean, Mm -hmm. and even on Facebook for some reason, you can give us five-star ratings. And you can subscribe and follow and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. to make sure that you get updates. Because I, I go where the spirit takes me. And sometimes I'll release three episodes in a month, and sometimes it's two, and sometimes it's four. And you're just never going to know unless you're subscribed, or if there's bonus content that comes out on the main feed. That's happened before. (sighs) Now, if you really want to make sure that as many surprises as possible are popping up in your feed, calm down, woman. (laughs) I can't. What happened? You're talking about how where the spirit takes you. And you didn't even acknowledge that as a as a joke. And then you're talking about how you release bonus content, but you're unpredictable. You're just you're just everybody's manic pixie dream girl right now. Oh, spare me. I just thought I was kind of going into QVC voice. Now you're gonna want to act fast because we only have three billion of these things <laughs> that you don't need. <laughs> yes. Oh girl. Oh girl. All right. But Patreon is a good source. You actually can, there's like an RSS feed that comes with it. So anytime I put up an outtake or a lost episode or anything like that, or an early release episode, it just downloads right to your phone. 
which is pretty neat. That's wonderful. I mean, we released one episode, so we're taping this on a Tuesday night. We released an episode yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I just early released another episode today. Mm -hmm. So patrons just got two back-to-back episodes within 48 hours. How do you like them apples? Which is great, because we've switched to a two-week turnaround. So two episodes in 48 hours as opposed to two episodes in, I'm not going to count 24 times 14, but it's a lot more than 48. Yeah. It's just many, many more. <laughs> Magnitude. Listen, more. it's like the internet says God knew we would be too powerful if we could do math. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that you plus me equals forever, Liz. Five ever. <sighs> Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, WeJabrods.com. What's the other thing? Twitter. Twitter. I was putting up today some pictures of Bobby the Wonder Dog and so forth. Don't check us out on Instagram. I haven't updated that shit in forever. Oh, no. Devin. Bad. You know what? It really sucks when you do the uh, social media for two, three passion projects and two organizations who pay you money to do it. You just stop giving Mm -hmm. a shit about social media anywhere. So That's fair. I'll get back into it here once I clear a couple others off my plate. You need to get work that is more separate from this yeah. like I do. Yeah. And just have nobody understand at all what you're up to. Oh, I had an accomplishment today. I went to lunch at the Davenport and I didn't talk about a single ghost. That is not, not an accomplishment. That is a ghost. failure. I am I did talk about Alf Lewis Clark Fine. a little, but somebody else completely spontaneously brought up a situation in which somebody disappeared into the water mysteriously oh off Long Beach. Oh my God. And I'm like, fun fact, that's what happened to the guy that sold the land this hotel sits on. Oh my God. And everybody just looked at me like I was bananas, like- which is Accurate. accurate. I just picture you like Hermione Granger with your hand up and your little yes. fingers stretched. Me. <laughs> Pick Excuse me. me. Call on me. I've got something to add. Call on me. I have a lot to add. Mm. But yeah, I figure nobody wants to be eating their crab cocktail and their $12 actual cocktail and hear me talk about how a lady fell through the stained glass above us onto the floor. And that's how you nobody know they're co workers and not bro workers. Fuck those jabronis. <laughs> They sound boring. Oh, they're cool folks, but you're the one who really gets me. I do. Mm. <sighs> okay, people, here's your assignment yep. till you hear from us again. You need to live weird. You need to die weird. And stay weird. <sighs> Thank you. I did, so that one actually had some creepy parts, right? That one's not okay. Okay. <laughs>